Start and end your day with the good news. The good news with Angie Austin. Find the podcast of past shows at AngieAustinRadio.com. Now, here's Angie Austin and friends with the good news. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the good news. Hey, coming up in a few minutes, besides Angie Austin and friend Dr. D, radio host and dentist, we're going to have a Duck Dynasty friend join us, Dr. D, in a few minutes. That is an awesome show, by the way. I love watching. I don't watch a lot of TV, but I do watch that. You know, I get a kick out of them because you know what's refreshing for me in this age when there's a lot of stuff out there, but I don't really think is good for kids. Um, I, I like it that they profess their faith with no shame, and they're allowed to. Oh, I think we're all allowed to. Sometimes we listen to the critics who say we shouldn't, but that that's fair for everyone to do. You're, that, you make a good point. We're all allowed to, but we yes. people please sometimes and don't do it because we want to make sure we don't offend anyone. I've given up people pleasing. I know you have. I <laughs> I'm love sorry. I love you. everyone. I really do. You do. But but it is. I am who I am, and if I'm not, I know I'm not perfect, and that's just fine with me. Yeah, yeah. You you crack me up. <laughs> all right. So with that said, um, so there, uh, Chris Howard is going to join us now. She is the um, grandmother to Sadie. Um, and so her daughter is married to Willie, and she looks like she's way too young to be a grandmother, but she's got a lot of grandkids. Mm. And uh, we're going to talk a little bit about a new devotional book she has out uh, that she wrote with her daughter. And, uh, yeah, it should be interesting. And I just uh, I, I enjoyed the daughter on Dancing with the Stars because, you know, you, you can be a Hollywood family that professes faith, but then when you really saw this kid in action under right. pressure mm-hmm. and, like, when she did not win and came in second, how gracious she was about uh, Alfonso, the guy that really did win and right. that he really deserved it and that, you know, it, it was his to have and, and no begrudging. I remember when um, another uh, one of the stars had won and they said that the best dancer came in second because they were so angry that they didn't win. Mario Lopez. Oh, he said the best dancer came in second, which was him. Oh. Yeah, and I was like, whoa, that's not how Sadie took second place. No, she was much more classy. Yeah, she was neat. All right, so we'll have share that with you in a minute. Um, Dr. D and I want to share a couple of good news stories. Um, there's mm-hmm. one, Dr. D, just involving giving. I know you have a giving heart, but a lot of people have a hard time giving, and I used to, and I think it's because I grew up poor and I was so used to survival that uh, I was afraid to give because I was just trying to like get by for so many years. Oh, of course. Yeah. Uh, but now I'm very giving, and it's re- it really is fun, isn't it? Um, it? It probably cures more ailments of the mind than you'll ever believe. When you give to other people, it takes the focus off of us, and we realize that we actually have worth and we can contribute to other lives. This particular um, story is involving giving, and we call it Giving Soccer. That's what we've called it. Here in Brazil, soccer is pure joy. Played on beaches, in the streets, and everywhere I went in Rio, the kids taught me how to do it. But millions of children around the world can't even afford a ball. This is what they use, so-called rag balls, made of just about anything. It's what moved Tim Jonigan back in America into action. These children will improvise a ball out of anything they can find. I had a solution for that. He and his wife Lisa found a cheap, indestructible plastic used to make high chairs and shoes and turned it into a ball strong enough for even the harshest conditions. If it's punctured, it's fine. If a car drives over it, it'll go flat and come right back. With an initial investment by superstar Sting, they became one world football. For every ball they sell, one is donated. More than 850,000 going to kids in 170 countries. Some of them right here in Los Angeles. And the beauty of it is that they know what to do with it the minute it gets in their hands. Come on, let's go. A mission that'll live on long after the World Cup. (laughs) By the end of the year, Tim and Lisa will deliver their one millionth ball, changing the game and lives of children everywhere. 
That's America Strong. Yep. Bob Woodruff, ABC News, Rio. So ABC does this American Strong, mm-hmm. and I just think it's so neat because they find stories like this, and we're seeing this more and more, Dr. D. More people are starting to see that the good news is where it's at. I agree. And how cool in 170 countries, and every one they sell, they get a new one, and that's the problem. They were giving, apparently, mm-hmm. uh, different charities have given soccer balls because soccer is right. so big around the world, of course. and they would deflate, and so they'd be no good. Genius to use high chair plastic to make a soccer ball so that it'll never be ruined. Wow, that is genius. I it solves a big problem. Huge. <laughs> That's for sure. Good. And then the other thing that uh, I wanted to mention about them, uh, when they were saying they'll make that with soccer balls out of almost any material, a lot of them make, you know, the plastic trash bags, you know, mm-hmm. they'll make it out of that. And think about it. The weight is so off. You know, like just oh, ball sure. them up, tie them up, ball them up, ball them up, ball them mm-hmm. up so they have... Uh, tra- that, that's it. Yeah, they roll it all up. I've seen that on, on TV a few times. Matter of fact, when I was in Italy last time, I saw that. Did you? Up in the small mountain towns where they don't have a lot of money, they yeah. would take the trash bags and roll them all up. And you know something? They they played like they didn't care. I mean, it was amazing to watch them. So uh, I guess the human spirit will forge on no matter what. Another young man who started another soccer ball a charity, he went when he was young to Africa, and he was like the most popular kid ever because he had a real soccer ball. So when he left, he left it, and it was like the town soccer ball, like the prized possession just this one thing isn't that crazy uh, it's the value we place on things but you know sport does is a big part of our lives especially for relaxation and kind of walking away from things a little bit yeah and and, and oh. with teammates and learning how to work together there's a lot there I love that yes. all right so this story I just interviewed um, uh, Boyd Hoopert today and Boyd did a story that went viral and it was so fascinating to me I want to share a little bit with you because He went to his uh, news director at uh, CARE in uh, Minneapolis, and he said, I've been doing news for 25 years, and I hadn't done it quite that long, but close, Mm -hmm. 20. And he said something was missing. He just didn't get the satisfaction out of it anymore. And so he did this story on this neighbor kid that you may have heard. It went viral. And I might have shared it with you. It's a little boy. He's three, and he lives next door to the 90-some-year-old guy, and they became best friends. So, Jorge, let's just skip ahead to the last part, okay, because they have this friendship. All of a sudden, they best best friends. They do, like, everything together. And he would shovel a walk in between the houses. He would mow in between the two houses. He'd mow with, you know, the little boy, um, uh, Erling Wood on the back of his, um, Emmett and Erling on the back of his mower. So um, here's the end of the story, and I have an update now from Boyd from today. You know what this is from? Mm-mm. It's from Erling. Where's the fish pool? He likes to show him things and draw him pictures and explain. So I can learn about how fishing works. He's just taught him so much. Which is why those tears um. have been coming more often. We decided back uh, a month ago to, to move. Brian Richner says their growing family simply needs more space. I love him. It is the hardest part about moving. Yeah, it's tough. And change. It's tough. Is coming uh, for early, too. <laughs> yeah, when you think about it. Soon he'll be 90. Yeah. His wife is ill. And just days ago, Erling's kids finally convinced him it's time to trade his house and yard for a senior apartment. Erling, come over here. Till moving trucks roll. I can hear you. Goodbye. We'll have to wait. Put a washer on. This January-December friendship still has a bittersweet July. Just do it by hand slow first. There's no replacement for Erling. You won't find a neighbor like him. So you put the washer on first? That's right. Sounds like it's tight. 
So this beautiful friendship. So they both move, right? And that was last summer. So Boyd said, first of all, his news director, like no one could believe this was his first story that went internationally viral. Wow, cool. And uh, so I said, what's the update? Mm -hmm. And he said the update is um, that that they live 20 miles apart. The mom, as you could hear, who was in tears that you couldn't replace Erling. Um, The mom uh, takes um, Emmett there to visit, and they just um, posted pictures on Facebook that uh, they were with Erling at the senior facility. They'd made him cupcakes for Valentine's Day. And they had post uh, pictures posted, and of course, it's not that neighborly thing where they can see each other every day, and like right. you know, Emmett can grow up with him. But he, I think the reason it struck a nerve is what we talk about all the time, Doctor D. That grandparent, you know, the older generation with the younger generation, yes, that bond and what they can be taught, and the patience they have for these little guys. It, there's a lot of wisdom coming down too. I heard him talking about how to put you know a bolt together in a washer. It's those little things like that 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 make those relationships very very special. All right, Doctor D, you have a radio show, and you're the best dentist in the United States. Of America. Oh, thank you, sweetheart. I and appreciate so, that. how do people find you? Uh, 303-773-9400. And your show is on 10 a.m. Saturday on? 94.7 FM. Excellent. Thanks, Dr. D. Let's change thank our you. gears now, shall we? Well, if you are a Duck Dynasty fan, then you know Chris Howard. Corey Robertson is married to Willie Robertson, and Chris Howard is Corey's mom. Also, Sadie from Dancing with the Stars, remember her? Well, you saw Chris Howard in the uh, crowd a lot, and uh, Chris and Corey wrote a book together, and it's the first children's devotional book under the Duck Dynasty brand. Welcome to the show, Chris. Well, thank you for having me. I'm thrilled to be here. Well, I, I love in your bio, it said that um, Chris Howard, uh, mother of Duck Dynasty's Corey Howard, actually had a life before Duck Dynasty. <laughs> I love that. So <laughs> that you, is the truth. So you, Please you, don't you were a, say that we were... Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no. I was going to say you, you were in, involved in education, et cetera. So, yeah, tell us about Chris Howard. Yes. Prior to Duck Dynasty, we had a super busy life, and now we all joke about how, did we, how are we doing what we do now when we were doing so much before but I did. I was in education for many years and then uh, got out of education, joined our family business, which was a publishing company. And we had a Christian publishing company named Howard Publishing, which is now Howard Books and under the under Simon and & Schuster. And so we did a publishing company for many years and I run a summer Christian camp. So in the summer, I live for six or seven weeks out in the woods with kids and we've got 13 grandkids. So it's just a busy life. So adding all of Duck Dynasty on top of it just keeps us really rocking and rolling. Well, obviously, faith is so important. I was so impressed. I'm sure you've heard a million times people say how refreshing it was to see Sadie on Dancing with the Stars. And just, wow, what a great kid. And so outspoken about her faith. And we all want to raise kids that behave like Sadie and express their faith like Sadie. So in this devotion for kids, tell us a little bit about why it was so important for you to write this to help us raise kids with faith and integrity. Well, as I said, I run a summer camp and I have a lot of grandchildren. And Corey at one point was a children's minister at our church. So our heart is so much with children because we know that's the future. That's where we've got to start pouring it in so that when they get, when they face something like Sadie did, they have it written on their heart and they're able to stand up for truth whenever they need it. So Corey and I got to talking about some of the when I was with the publishing company, I'll preface this a little bit. Every Monday, I would send out a Monday hug, and I would just use something from our life example and turn it into a spiritual message. And a lot of times, they came from the grandkids, because that's who I was with all the time. Mm-hmm. And so I told Corey, I said, look, we've got all these great lessons already written up. Of course, it wasn't nearly a 100 of them, but it was a, a lot. 
that we could rework and, and use them as life lessons for kids. And we had so much fun just sitting down and pouring over them and remembering things that John Luke and Sadie and Will and Bella and the other kids had done when they were younger as well as the adults. You know, there's stories about Uncle Cy, there's stories about Willie, and we use those stories to teach a valuable life lesson, which is the way kids learn best. Absolutely. You know, and I have to say, I was really impressed watching um, how your family was able to infiltrate Hollywood. And I think personally, you tell me, uh, positively influence one of the dancers. Now, Mark, a lot of, let's be honest, a lot of Hollywood is not uh, Duck Dynasty slash Christ oriented. You know what I mean? Like it's not that genre. So then Mark Ballas is working with Sadie, your granddaughter, and then he starts coming back to your farm. And I could tell he respected her. He'd try to pick out outfits and dances that would not um, be too mature for her, that would respect her as a young, you know, woman, a young girl. And uh, I felt like you guys really had an impact on him and that it kind of, like, he 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 fell for it. Like, he's like, wow, they got mm-hmm. something interesting going on here, uh, this faith-based family. Well, we definitely like to think that we had an influence over all of the dancers and all the people we contact in our lives every day. But certainly, Mark has a special place in his heart for Sadie and Sadie for Mark. They have a great relationship, and um, it's a big brother, little sister thing. Sometimes it's more big sister, little brother. (laughs) He he was a a leader in in many of the areas, and Mark will be the first to say that, that she could hold them together when when things got tough and the judging wasn't like they wanted and the practices were hard. She's just a strong little girl, and we are super proud of her, as you could tell watching the show and we look forward to you know the relationship we'll have with mark in the years to come i mean i'm i'm sure he'll be back down in louisiana now were you um nervous a little bit with the whole duck dynasty thing you probably the family probably had no idea how big this would become and that these kids your grandkids would become you know international stars so how shocked was the family when this took off tell me about that experience I think we were um, extremely shocked at how big it got so quickly. Um, I know, of course, from the family, this is our family, and we all live on the same street, and we're all in this together, and that's the beauty of the whole thing. And there's always that level of concern for the younger ones because our older ones, particularly John and Sadie and Reed and Cole, are more grounded already before all of this happened. So we do have a level of concern for our younger ones. And so our, our theme in life is we just don't stop doing anything that we were already doing. We still worship together on Sunday morning and Sunday night we have teen church in our home where we'll have anywhere from 40 to 70 teens, and that's been in our house for 35 years. So all the kids come over here Love on it. Sunday night and Wednesday night everybody worships together. And that's mixed in with other Bible studies and camp and mission trips. So those things that have really grounded us in our faith, we we don't stop. Mm-hmm. We still do all that. And that's where why we have a hope that our children are going to be able to get through um, this celebrity time in their life and hold their heads high and be the strength that they have the strength that they need to have. And then we do things like, you know, they'll be on the set all day and then they come home and then I say, okay, go get your homework done. You know, that's reality. <laughs> right. You know, we've got to. 
you know, we still have a life. We're, we're headed to the basketball game. Everybody get your stuff. We're gone, you know. I love it. All right. So, so when, when Corey started uh, dating Willie, they, they were pretty young, right? What was your initial impression when Corey first started dating Willie? Or was that, were they young enough that that was just like it? They started dating and it was a done deal. Well, it, when they started dating, it was kind of a done deal. But no, we were not ready for it. Willie had been in our youth group. As I mentioned, the youth have come to our house for many years. I love and adore Willie and always have. And he was the funnest kid in the youth group. If you were going to Six Flags, you wanted him in your car. Because you were <laughs> laughing the whole way over there. But I was not prepared for him to start dating Corey and to marry Corey. So if you've read the book, it's a funny story about how, how it all happened and how we were not super happy. Of course, she was 17 and he didn't have a job or any prospect of a job no college. And so we were a bit alarmed at this. <laughs> and um, my husband said something to him about how do you think you're going to support her? And he said, well, we're just going to get a trailer and live by my parents and live on love. Well, that wasn't the right answer to say. <laughs> 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 and so, but after a while, you know, we just got totally on board and had this most beautiful wedding and all of her little cousins were in it. And I think we had 800 guests and it was what? just Precious, oh. and then we, we sent them off to college, and they, four years at college, and they studied in Italy one semester, and lots of maturing, and they've been together 22 years now, so. Oh, my goodness. I would say, I would say it worked. Yeah, he won you over. All right, so I have yeah, to say, I, I have so. to tell you something funny, and I know you get this a lot, and uh, uh, that you, you're, you're so pretty, and you look so young, that when I Googled your name, do you know what comes up? Chris Howard. What? Chris Howard, how old is she? Because no one believes you're a grandmother. That's what comes. Oh. Like as I, ty I type in Chris Howard and the most popular searches come up and it says Chris Howard, Duck Dynasty, Chris Howard, Duck Dynasty age. Chris Howard, how old is she? Because you look so good. Okay, that is hilarious. Now I'm going to have to Google myself after we hang up. I have never heard that. Yeah, I've have, I, it's typed in right now and right under it says Chris Howard, Duck Dynasty age. Yep. Okay. <laughs> Hilarious. Well, well, Clearly, a, I'm old enough to be a grandmother. I can well, tell you that. You look great. You're so beautiful. But I think even more Thank importantly, you. beautiful, as I tell my seven-year-old Hope, on the inside, too. So um, tell us you. tell us where we can get the book. Again, uh, Corey wrote the book with you, Chris. Tell us the book and, and the website for us to get more information. Yes, Corey and I wrote this book together. So it's a great project, joint project. And you can get this book at any bookstore and at Sam's Club and on Amazon. I understand it's totally released um, as of February the 10th and out there and ready for you to purchase. And we're so excited about it. The illustrations are adorable and we hope it has a message that every family wants to hear. Excellent. Thank you so much, Chris Howard. And Chris Howard is coming to Denver. Life Choice is one of our partners. We love them so much. Uh, they're having a Mad Hatter's Ladies Lunch and Fundraiser, March 21st. That's 11 a.m. to 1.30. Uh, doors open at 10.30. Tickets are $25. All that money goes to benefit Life Choices. And again, you'll be able to see Chris Howard speak. She has a real heart for her faith and Life Choices. Again, the Mad Hatter's Lady Lunch and Front Fundraiser, March 21st. Thanks so much. Thanks for listening to The Good News with Angie Austin. Find the podcast of past shows at AngieAustinRadio.com. This is the place where love lives. 810 KLVZ.
Do you need money for your school or maybe you need money for your organization? I have a great idea for you. It's called Buck a Bag. So you get all the parents, let's say, at your school to bring in clothing and shoes. And for every medium-sized bag, your school or organization gets a dollar. A thousand bags of clothing and shoes, you get a thousand dollars. And then all of those bags of goods go to ARC and all of that money will then in turn help the disabled community. I have Miranda from ARC here. Uh, Tell us a little more, Miranda. Yes, it's a wonderful fundraiser. It's very popular among schools, sports organizations, churches. It's a great way to earn money for your nonprofit organization. Excellent. Collect bags and boxes of donations. Give us a call. We'll come pick them up, count them, and then pay you accordingly, a dollar per bag or per box. It's a great way to raise money for your school or not-for-profit organization. Tell us how we do it. Give us your website and instructions, Miranda. You can find our contact information on arcthrift.org. Click on Mission and then click on Raise Money for Your Cause and you'll find my contact information there. Excellent. A buck a bag. Denver, this is Pastor John A. Moreland, Senior Pastor of the Denver Christian Bible Church. I'd like to invite you to join us for the radio program of Denver Christian Bible Church on our sister station. That's 1220 on the AM dial. You can find us Monday through Friday from 745 to 815. Again, that's 1220 on your AM dial every morning, Monday through Friday. And if you think we're having a good time on Therapy Tuesdays, wait until you join us as we walk through God's Word. It doesn't get any better than that. Come where the table is spread and the feast of the Lord is going on. God bless you. Well, if you want to attain your dreams and you want to reach your goals, Carrie Conley is the woman to do it. And we just had a great seminar. Boy, that was fun and we learned so much. We It was a life changer, was it not? It changed my life last year and once again this year. Very inspirational. It's such a reward for me, Angie, when I see people, not only when I work with them one-on-one or in my small mastermind groups, but when you've got 200 people in a room and you can see them, I can see all their faces when I say something or somebody else says something where you can just know that that hit them to the core and they made a huge shift in their life and that's what it's all about. Well you've really guided me in my career achieving some of the goals that you know I had in mind over the last year. You helped me write it all down. If people want to work with you in the future, how do they get in touch with you and how do they work with you on achieving their goals, Carrie? Right. So the best way to reach me is just through my website, infinitenation.com and what I do is run mastermind groups that I bring people into for the year and help them achieve their goals, build their business. Infinitenation.com. Thanks Carrie. Thank you. Stop domestic violence and start the healing. But God Ministry invites you to celebrate a night of hope with us as we raise money to build a safe house for women and their minor children victimized by domestic violence. A Night of Hope is going to be a night full of excitement with a silent live auction. Throughout the evening, there will be performances by musicians at the Denver Orchestra, while our MC Angie Austin, and our host, Tracy Rock, dazzle us all with their charming personalities. Items in the auction include great seats at sporting events, vacation rentals, fine jewelry, and much more. Gourmet food will also be provided throughout the evening to keep the spirits alive. We hope you can join us March 14th, 2015 at Waterstone Community Church in Littleton to celebrate a night of hope. Visit our website, butgodministry.verb.com for more information. Tickets are on sale now. Purchase your tickets online at butgodministry.verb.com. The Love of Christ, 810 AM, KLVZ. Welcome back to the good news. You know, I love to work with kids, especially kids who are beating the odds. I have such a heart for kids that when kind of 
everything is against them and it's through no fault of their own. And I feel like as a society, sometimes we make judgments about people and you hear about someone, you know, making choices like, you know, using drugs or et cetera, et cetera. And I, and I want to know what's the backstory on that. Cause I feel like, because I had such a difficult childhood and some of my siblings used drugs and I lost one to murder and one to meth addiction. Didn't think that did you, Jose? No, I didn't think you did. <laughs> that I just don't want people to jump to conclusions that the person's a quote-unquote bad person. I think there are a lot of people are hurting. They make decisions to try to stop that pain, and sometimes they don't know which direction to go. And they certainly don't want to ruin their lives. They're just trying to stop the hurting. And uh, so I I love working with young people who are beating the odds, who are overcoming adversity. And uh, I'd spoken at the Mayor's Youth Awards last year, and they liked my story. And the the kids that were there getting awards for beating the odds, they related to my story of how, you know, I, you know, I was on my own pretty young and really had to, you know, work seven days a week, every night and every weekend for seven years at Boulder Community Hospital to put myself through high school and college. And had I not done that, I wouldn't have been able to get an education. And, you know, living in low-income housing and, you know, sometimes being at home with my brothers who were using drugs, I locked myself in my room. You know, I wasn't interested in that lifestyle. I wanted out. I didn't want a Jerry Springer life. I wanted an education. I wanted a career. I wanted to be able to make a difference and, you know, pour into people's lives and say, hey, just because you start way behind the finish line doesn't mean that you have to lose the race. You can still win the race in life and contribute to society. So then I got a call and it was from North Glen and uh, North Glen uh, has a similar award to the Mayor's Youth Awards. And uh, I said, you know what? I think this is right up my alley and I was going to be their speaker, but I was busy and I was like, ah, so what can I do? So Shelly Shipley, I told you to bring Jose, one of your success stories, on into the studio so maybe I could help you in another way. Hello to you, Shelly Shipley. Thank you for contacting me. Uh, Shelly is the recreation coordinator uh, of preschool youth and teens for the city of Thornton and several uh, cities involved, North Glen, Commerce City, Arvada, Highland Hills, and Thornton cities helping in this event. And I just love it when you guys, you know, highlight kids who are, you know, turning the corner and doing the right thing with their lives because it's impressive when you come from a difficult situation and turn it around and start making good grades. I love that. Yeah. And you know, what's nice about that is I grew up in your Cleaver household. So for me, I don't have any of these stories. And so I was a little bit naive to what these kids have and the kids that come into our center. And I was like, oh, my God. And and now being involved with it, I just want to do whatever I can for them and just be there and be that mentor and help them. Their teachers help them, but then I kind of want to help them to that next level, too. Right, to succeed. So uh, tell me about the event. It's next Friday. Um, if people want to get involved, as we go into Jose's story, I just kind of want to put that out there that people can come. And it's neat to hear these stories of these kids. Absolutely. So um, next Friday is um, Thornton's Banquet. Um, all the cities do some kind of recognition, whether it's a dinner or a breakfast or a council meeting or whatever, to recognize the kids in their school district. Um, I actually am going to recognize 13 kids. I've invited them, their teacher, and their families to because come. Because they're nominated by someone. Yes. So a teacher, a counselor, a principal, whoever nominated them. So I invited them, their family, to come out for it, and we're going to treat them to a dinner. And then um, our whole mayor and council will be there to shake their hands and give them a certificate. And say, uh, hey, you guys are really doing a great job. And absolutely. for kids who are struggling, that's a huge deal. Absolutely. And just recognize them for them. And what they've overcome. Yeah. And not some sports 
award or some you know something like that this is a this is a different kind of award and we, we try to make it a big deal right it's not just you can run fast it's wow you're becoming a great person good absolutely for you. absolutely so um, I'm excited and then what what will happen after this is um, the committee from all those different cities are going to try to select the top 20 kids from all of Adams County. Wow. And then they're going to be recognized at our April 30th county banquet at Riverdale Golf Course. And then those kids have a chance to write an essay. or In which Jose did write an essay, so we'll talk about that in just a minute. And if people want more info on, on these kids being recognized, if they want to get involved in any way, uh, where do they go for more info? Um, I would say they could either contact me, um, and I can put them in the... Um, right direction. Okay, Shelly Shipley, how do they contact you? Um, I would say you could call me at 720-977-5916 or Shelly.Shipley at cityofthornton, all one word, .net. Excellent. So tell us about Jose. Let's hear Jose's story. You know what? When we got a chance to, when you asked to see a young kid. Uh, yeah, because, you know, I love I love to hear, like, the background. But absolutely. I, 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 and you and I are fine, but he's, his story is the one that's going to be featured. Like, he's the one that will inspire other kids. Absolutely. And so when you and I talked, and I was hoping to get you as a speaker, and you said, no, how about you bring in a young man? I was out of town. I'm going out of town, by the way. Okay. <laughs> He was the first name that popped up into my head. Lee. Yes, because one um, of his story, and it'll be, again, it's his story to tell, and he'll tell. Um, but then just to be recognized at a Thornton banquet, then he got recognized at the county banquet. And then of all the essays, his essay won the $500 scholarship. Excellent. So his name was just a no-brainer and so I was so glad when he said he would do this and he's actually going to be one of my speakers oh at the event at the event oh he's the one you were telling me about when you were talking to me you yeah. said we're also besides you we'll have yes. Jose because I was going to tell my story Jose as well yeah so were you surprised when you heard that maybe I had a little adversity as well yeah, I was actually pretty surprised. I didn't expect it at all. Well, I think, and that's why I started the show. I wanted people to know that, like, we all have hope. We can all do something with our lives. It doesn't matter how difficult our start was, you know. I didn't get reunited with my dad until two years ago, and he's 80 now. You know, and he was 78, and I'm in my 40s now. So, you know, um, there can be a happy ending. It might just take a really long time for that happy ending to come. So you're already getting part of your happy ending because you're being uh, rewarded, Jose, for really making turning your life around. So let's talk. Let's take a step back. When things started getting difficult, you told me that um, starting in third grade, things were rough for you in school. You were having difficulty learning, which, by the way, it's interesting to me because of my kids, one had a really difficult time learning uh, to read, and the other one just, boom, just did it. I think you know everyone's brain works differently, and it does not mean you're stupid. It does not mean you're not smart. It means you need a little extra hands-on help to figure out how you do learn because, you know, you can learn, as you know now, Jose, because you're doing well. So talk about back in third grade that what that was like when you were struggling so much. Um, I just never really paid attention in school, and actually uh, since second grade, I've been having to take summer school classes. And it never really helped at all either. And just as the years went by, um, it seemed like I was just getting worse. I was um, getting suspended for a lot of different reasons. Just like, and we'll go ahead. If we, were you distracted? Like when you're saying, you were, was it hard for you to concentrate and focus on what they were teaching? Or at some point, did you did you just fall way behind and you didn't even know what they were talking about anymore in terms of you know the subjects? Um, I just didn't pay attention. I didn't really have too much interest in school or the teachers. I was just being really rebellious. And I didn't really care much 
about what happened with my education. And how did your parents feel about that? Were you in a one-parent home, two-parent home? How, how were they reacting to, you know, the struggles you were seeing at school? Um, well, I was in a two-parent home. And, uh, you know, they're really, very, very disappointed. My dad is actually very strict, but it didn't help. I didn't really listen to them either. And, you know, they just really kept trying to push me and push me and push me, but it didn't, it didn't do, it, do the job. So I didn't really get any motivation at all or... So all through grade school, you're struggling, not really interested in school, basically failing. They considered keeping you back, and then they didn't. Um, so how, how do things progress from there? What happens next? Are you, do kids pick on you? Do you feel disappointed? or Do you feel hopeless and helpless, or do you just like, I don't care? Um, I definitely wasn't picked on. I was actually really a big troublemaker. But the way that things started progressing was that um, a lot of these things just started happening. I started using a lot of drugs and getting suspended and uh well really one thing that really helped was uh seeing my friends move on because a lot of those people I knew since I was like in second grade so I was really close to them and um just seeing them move on and like going to like their senior trips and all these things and just me having to stay there by myself like it really made me feel bad it made me really want to progress and uh catch up with them because they they really they really did motivate me a lot they they're all Great friends so your friends were taking their education a little more seriously, and you were seeing that, that they were getting some benefits and rewards for that. Yeah, my friends, my, 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 all of my friends actually graduated with honor roll. So, you know, it so kind of... you were surrounding yourself with the right people. Yeah. Yeah, and that was afterwards, because before that, I was just hanging out with a lot of uh, gangbangers, people that did drugs, and people I didn't care about at school either. And high school started, you know, and I still kept getting in trouble, but... I started hanging out with them and you know they try to lead me into like doing my homework and all that stuff they even offered me help but I always turned it down and um, why do you think were you embarrassed or you just didn't want their help I guess in a way I was embarrassed because I knew that I needed a lot of help and I was really grateful that they offered their help to me but I just I just always try to do things on my own and obviously that didn't help but yeah, I just never really wanted their help because I was kind of embarrassed that. So you felt kind of, you mentioned to me when we spoke before the interview, like the school was kind of pushing you out a little bit, like you were failing your classes, you weren't doing well, so then you ended up going to a new school. Let's talk about that. Yeah, yeah, it, um, my old school was a very strict school, and since I was failing all of my classes, um, I met with my counselor at the time, and she told me, hey, well, you know what, it's not cutting it here, so your only option is probably just to switch schools because we there isn't really anything we can do to help you here. So I did feel like I was getting kicked out a little bit, so I was like, okay. And I just went to another school. And uh, well, Hey, my hat's off to you, though, that you went to another school because if you felt like you were getting kicked out and rejected like that um, and you knew you needed a lot of help, you could have just given up, and you didn't. You went to another school, and, boy, things changed there. So let's talk about that. Um, well, at North Valley, the very first thing that I liked was the just the vibe that it gave because the teachers are very one-on-one -on -one with the students, and that's something that I really needed. So I really appreciated the, the help that all the teachers provided for me because they really, they really do worry about each and every one of the students. You know, they meet with you every day one-on-one -on -one wow. to check on your grades. And, and which school is this? Give the whole name. It, North Valley School for Young Adults. Okay. And it's so, in the Mapleton School District. And so that really changed for the, you felt the teachers 
wanted to see you succeed and work with you one-on-one. And not that the other teachers didn't, but it was a different environment. They didn't work with kids Mm -hmm. one-on-one. It was a public school with a lot more kids and this uh, different environment. Okay, so they start working with you. You needed that hands-on one-on-one help. How did things go from there? Um, A little by little, they started showing me all the strengths that I have. Like, for example, uh, my English teacher, Ms. Eicher, she started to notice that I, I was a pretty good writer, and she started to motivate me a lot. Like, hey, you're a very good writer. You should do this more often. You should do this and this. And um, my math teacher as well, Mr. Stober, you know, I really always hated math. And um, as soon as I moved to North Valley, I really started to like math because of Mr. Stober. He just found a way to to make me connect with math. And I really enjoyed his classes. Isn't that amazing how a good teacher, you know, can really turn a kid's life around? I can see that in my son because, you know, mentioned third grade. My son's in third grade, and he's having a hard time learning how to read. And this year he loves school, and he has this cute young teacher who's full of life and really, like, involved in uh, praising him. And I remember sitting in a circle when I was volunteering at school, and we had to read out loud, and I was like, I was sweating for him. I was, like, sweating. I was so anxious because I knew at the time, at the beginning of the year, he was struggling with reading and that he'd have to read out loud in the circle and um, he did all right but the other kids gave him some of the words like they knew they had to help him a little bit and I thought oh my goodness well, the pressure on these poor kids in third grade to read out loud in front of their peers like I was all sweaty and uh, you know and I read I read for a living I was a news anchor so I'm like come on you're my kid you can do this come on I'm sweaty here I'm sweating um, but this year he, he caught up and now he's ahead in math and at grade level and reading and a lot of it had to do with the teacher so what happened with your grades when you started getting encouraged and helped one-on-one Oh, they went up pretty dramatically. I was actually really surprised. I went up from, you know, F's and C's to like A's and B's. That's amazing. And yeah, it was a very dramatic change, and I was I was really helpful because it really is the teachers. The teachers do really help a lot. So. so we're talking a little bit with Jose about the Adams County Mayor and Commissioners Youth Awards, and Shelley Shipley here from Thornton as well. And I want to know a little bit, Jose, because um, you know you, you you were recognized for doing so well um, and turning your grades around. Talk about this essay. Um, what did you write about in this essay? Since you're a great writer, that was recognized. Um, well, I just talked about my life. One thing that Mr. Van Etten pointed out. And he's a teacher that, uh, that recommended you, that nominated you for the award. Yes, ma'am. One thing that he pointed out was that he really appreciated how like brutally honest I was in that essay because I literally wrote down everything that happened in my life and all these struggles that I went through in my family, not just in, in school, but outside of school too as well. And, um, that's one thing he really appreciated about that. And he's like, yeah, this is really going to be a great essay because of that. And then you were the winner for the essay, right? Wasn't your essay chosen? Yes, ma'am. How'd that feel? Um, it was it was surreal. I couldn't believe it. I couldn't even believe that I was even in that program that I was nominated. So. And, and given that, how did that make you feel in terms of like your belief in yourself for the future that you were recognized as one of the you know kids who were excelling? Oh, it helped a lot. It really boosted up my my self esteem academically, and uh, it really motivated me motivated me a lot to you know, just keep doing what I was doing and set more goals for myself. So you're going to be going to college, and uh, do you think you would have pursued college had you not, um, you know, made that change in schools and gotten so much help and seen, you know, your grades, that that you were capable of bringing your grades up? Most likely not. I mean, when I was at my old school, by ninth grade, I wanted to drop out. I actually even talked to my dad about it. Wow. But, yeah, he didn't let me, and um, um, actually my... My goal prior to that was just to graduate. I mean, I never, I never expected to, 
be part of that program or to be valedictorian or any of that. I just had a simple. You're valedictorian just, too. Yes, ma'am. That is mind blowing from straight F's and just how how long did it take you to you know to get to that point to valedictorian a couple of years? It took me two school years. Wow, how did that feel? It felt amazing. I mean, like I said, I just had a simple goal to graduate, but. What are you going to do now after college? What do you want to do? Um, well, first of all, I'm just going to study uh, information technology. And uh, that's going to open a lot of doors because oh, yeah. everything's all technology now. So. Yeah, because you got a bunch of soccer moms like me that don't know what we're doing with technology. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh-huh, we need you. <laughs> all right, Jose. Well, what would you say to another kid that may be listening or a parent whose kid's struggling and they've kind of, like, given up hope? Um, well, recently there's a quote by Bruce Lee that I really – incorporated into my life and and it goes um don't pray for an easy life pray for the strength to endure a difficult one and it really helped me out because you know every time I I had these struggles you know I was wondering why why is this happening to me why why can't I just have a life like this guy he's not struggling at all yeah and then now all I do is um okay well let's see what can I do about this you know I just analyze the whole problem and try to try to think about a solution instead of yeah. just acting right away it to my kids all the time we're problem solvers not problem makers yeah. and i have to say that faith for me was i think a turning point a real change like in my childhood that gave me that love in my heart that you know i didn't feel and that's why i wanted to do the good news so let people know that there is hope look your whole life's been transformed jose good for you i'm proud of you thank you very much all right i want to make sure shelly give your um give your email address again because people may want to come in one week to the adams county mayor uh and commissioners youth awards and i see some of the kids get these awards and you know just help out in general absolutely um the email is shelly s-h-e-l-l-y dot shipley s-h-i-p-l-e-y at city of thornton all one word dot net excellent and you can always email me if you have questions at angieaustinnews at gmail.com angieaustinnews at gmail.com it wasn't that bad was it jose you thought it was gonna be scary it was great wasn't it you did really well we'll be right back Eight ten a.m. KLVZ. Love lives here. Hey, it's Angie. I have a wonderful event to tell you about. You can go with your friends. It's called the Mad Hatter's Ladies Lunch and Fundraiser. And here's the deal. It helps Life Choices. And we are very good friends with Life Choices here at The Good News. They help so many women who are facing a difficult decision about pregnancy. And they offer so much love and encouragement to these women. So here's the Mad Hatter's Luncheon information. They will help Life Choices. You can go with your friends, do a good deed, and have fun. Saturday, March 21st, 11 to 1.30. That's at the North Glen Christian Church. And the guest speaker, you may recognize this name from Duck Dynasty. Corey Robertson is the mother of the speaker. The speaker is Chris Howard. And Chris herself knows a little bit about books. She's edited and co-written over 100 books. And she's authored nine books. And again, that's Chris Howard, mother of Duck Dynasty star Corey Robertson. And uh, she'll be speaking at the Mad Hatter's Ladies Lunch and Fundraiser to benefit Life Choices. You can go for more information to lifechoices.org. Monica Hawkins Ministries is an evangelical ministry whose focus is to serve others and to be a voice that shares the word of God and his love. We would like for you and your family to come and fellowship with us during our biweekly Bible study. And on the first Saturday of every month, we have our women's ministry, Women of Strength. Our Bible studies are located at the Highlands Ranch East Ridge Recreation Center. For more information, please visit our website, Monica Hawkins Ministries 
1-800-GIVE-TO-CHILDREN-FOR-FREE.ORG. One in six children in Colorado are living below the federal poverty line, and A Precious Child is here to help. They are a wonderful organization that is devoted to making a positive impact in the lives of disadvantaged and displaced families in Colorado by improving their quality of life. Come on and partner with A Precious Child by volunteering your time or donating funds to assist the children of Colorado to succeed in life, school, and triumph in their future endeavors. They're also in need of donations of gently used clothing, computers, sporting equipment, and shoes. Discover how you can help at A Precious child.org. I don't know about you, but I love to shop and I love a good deal. And my husband likes it when I get a good deal. You have to know about ARC thrift stores. On Saturdays, most items are half off. My friend Frances Owens, who's the former first lady you may know, also works for ARC and she and I kind of have a running competition. Yes, we do. Now, what are some of the good deals you've gotten recently? Well, I just got a Dooney and Burke briefcase for $25. They run around three to $400. Perfect condition. I saw an Armani bag in there recently. I didn't get that one, but that was an incredible deal. I did get the coach bag, brand new with the tag still on it. It was worth about $200. And I paid, uh, I think it was $20. Well, I just have to say thank you to the people that are donating these things. Oh my gosh. There are so many amazing pieces you can find. They've got 22 locations, and your website is, if they want to find a location, www.arcthrift.org. And all the money helps people with disabilities. So you spend money, and it goes to a great cause. Yay! Love Lives, 810 AM, KLVZ. Welcome back to the good news. So maybe you don't have plans for the weekend. Well, that's why I love to have Terry Fisher from Five Star Talent and Entertainment join us to talk about what's going on over the weekend. Sometimes it's charity events, free events, fun events. Hello, Terry Fisher. Hello, Angie. How's everyone on this first Friday of Lent, huh? Uh, Excellent. Thank you. Are you giving up anything? Not the radio, hopefully. Oh, no, not the radio. I'll give up a chance to be with you. Are you kidding? Never. <laughs> um, did I give up anything? No, I'm trying to be nicer. No. <laughs> <laughs> you nut. Uh, you oh, know. gosh, that's funny. It's, it's, you know, we're just gonna, I might read that book you gave me, Angie. That might be something I should do. Yes, that is, a, that is uh, the, uh, Rick Warren, The Purpose Driven Life. It, uh, you know, it talks about finding purpose in your life. It's wonderful. I know. So that, that's on my to-do list as well. So. Excellent. I don't it know takes a few quite, minutes a day. Uh, anyway, we have some fun things. You know, of course, some people probably celebrated Mardi Gras. And some of those things kind of continue on through the weekend. So there's like a fifth annual Mardi Gras going on at Dave & Buster's tomorrow. Um, and it was actually today. So Kevin Larson puts on a big thing over there on Coral Boulevard. So in case people are into that, it might be fun to go check out. Um, there is, okay, let's see if I can say this correctly. Um, hang on a minute. It's called the Arrow Modeling at the Hangar at Wings Over the Rockies. There is a little bit of a cost between 6 and $11. And they have these, um, what do I want to tell you? They, they um, it's, uh, Oh, let me see here. I lost my... They have these machines and scientific principles behind their these flights, and they have these um, radio-controlled planes and helicopters. Oh, my son loves those. We go to watch them at a, at a you know state park. Um, some like older guys fly them. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, so that's kind of something a little bit different. If people have never been to Wings Over the Rockies, it might be a good time to check that out. And then Buffalo Bill's birthday party is going on tomorrow. They're actually having some entertainment, some cake. It's free. That goes on from 11 to 3. Let's see, Special Olympics, the Copper Mountains, are going on all day uh, on the 22nd, and that is a free all-day event to go out and support the people that are uh, 
to ski in the Special Olympics. Love that. Which is different. And the Butterfly Pavilion. Now, a lot of people may not know about the Butterfly Pavilion up here in Westminster, but they are doing um, on the 21st, which, of course, is tomorrow, their first $5 day in 2015. And there's also $2 coupons off on the, tw- on the website. Wow. So that's bucks. something that's a little bit different and, and special and fun. And then, as many of you know, I do tons of charities, and we have Bessie's Hope coming up. Um, we have, of course, Saturday Night Live is sold out. I'm working on the ALS Foundation. I will give you more information when I have that in April. So there's some fun um, things going on in the charity world, which is a great night to come out, support charities, have a date night, like Angie always says, and, and enjoy that moment out to support you know that cause for that particular charity. Wonderful. And um, it's also Restaurant Week. Um, that starts up this week, um, today, or yesterday, I think it was. So Restaurant Week is going on. Get your reservations in. There's all kinds of deals to be made at all kinds of tons of restaurants out there in our community. Yeah, and I, I definitely recommend, uh, you know, like right now, once you stop, you know, the show is almost over, um, you know, call the restaurant because they really get booked up. And, you know, you can. a lot of my friends will say, well, I got in, but I got in at 4.30. So unless you want to, you know, eat right. at 4 or 4.30, mm-hmm. uh, try to make your rest, your reservations as soon as, can, as you can. It may still be uh, too late, but, you know, get on it if you're thinking about uh, taking advantage of Restaurant Absolutely. Week. Absolutely. And get your tickets for the first rugby game that starts on February 28th. Those are coming on um, board here uh, in a few days, and it's out at Infinity Park. And if you like something that's a cold sport and outside, it's a great day to come out there and do that. And, Terry, can I just say, uh, Bessie's Hope, I believe, if Moose is uh, over there, I I believe pretty soon we're going to have Bessie's Hope on again. Uh, And I think we've got um, someone really wonderful that's coming on and here's the deal a lot of seniors don't get uh, visits when they're in assisted living etc and so they take two groups um underprivileged youth uh, like at-risk youth Mm -hmm. and then seniors and they bring them together so that two groups that need love can give love to each other so big fan of them and i know that event is coming up and they'll be on the show here soon and terry fisher how do we reach you 303-635-1210 fivestaracts.com it's the number five and five star talent entertainment all over facebook and social media Excellent. All right, Terry Fisher, next week we'll talk a little bit about more how entertainers, acts, people who do you know unique things could actually work for you. Thank you. Uh, thank you, Terry. Happy weekend, everyone. Happy weekend. Thanks for listening to The Good News with Angie Austin. Find the podcast of past shows at AngieAustinRadio.com.